so far. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, I, you know, we're, it's the summer now, officially. Um, we have, now that Rolling Garros. Not meteorologically. Not me, no, no, no. But just in terms of like um, where we stand in the uh, you know in the sports Sporting calendar, calendar yeah. this is we're we're, in, we're entering the doldrums, uh, so to speak. Um, would, it, would it be fair to say we're not quite? This is like the lead up <clears throat> in the way that, and we'll go right to a tennis reference. In a way that some of these grass court tournaments are like the lead up to Wimbledon. June is like the lead up to July. July into early August is the real doldrums. There's no, maybe let, ha, the second half of June is really when it kicks in. Because yeah. you lose the NBA, you lose the NHL, and it's like, buddy, if you ain't betting baseball, you ain't I don't betting. know, like, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just pissing money away on God knows what. We're at international. We don't have a World Cup. We don't have Euros. Oh, yeah, we, we don't have an oh, Olympics. Yes. Oh, yes. You're just pissing. Like, are you are you deciding to piss away money on the women's year World Cup? Which, yes, Andy, I am. That's oh, Euro, yeah, Euro, women's Euro, women's Euro, women's Euro, women's Euro soccer yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm Euro. very excited. I've already started doing my prep for that. Actually, we uh, only have a couple weeks enough. left of USFL for Christ's sakes, guys. I know we still it, have watched like are, four minutes of that. It's horrible. we are rapidly running out of things to bet on, and it's tough because the way that the French Open works. This is a fire hose of things to bet on. And then it slowly becomes less and less and less. Same with the NBA playoffs. We had playoffs two, three, four games a day. Now one every three days. And it's it's a it's a tough adjustment. Question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, How much college baseball am I betting? No, that that too. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I'm, I'm addicted to that. Um yeah. The, well, it's the best. I love having action at, and yes, I probably should call an 800 number, but I, <laughs> I, I feel like I do a good enough job of keeping my betting in check. And if it's DJ it's small amounts anyway, but um, the, the NBA finals, mm-hmm. how long ago did they switch to giving them a fucking week between every fucking game, <laughs> like nine days between travel games? Like yeah, I felt was... like it didn't used to be this many days. Yeah. Definitely the LeBron versus the Warriors era had some pretty big gaps. Um, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't remember like this. The the one year that I remember being the most egregious was the year that you knew it was going to be a Warriors sweep and that it still took like a month to get the, the thing done. Um, but yeah, though, um, yeah, no, let's, let's talk a little bit about the state of things. Um, it, making it especially tough not to, not to degen. Uh, the accounts were flush thanks to one Iga Svantec coming home. Uh, it's coming home. Poland Garros. It's um, coming home. And, it's uh, coming. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite a run by her. Um, <clears throat> I'm annoyed but, uh, she didn't win without dropping a set. She probably shouldn't have lost. You know, all right. So drop. I wanted to yeah. bitch you out a little about that. Tennis <laughs> no, I, I did. And I, I almost wrote something to you like calling you a little 
baby about that. <laughs> but, the, but I, but I thought, and whenever, whenever I'm, this is a good, a good tip for anyone who does any, even at, at work, if it's Slack, Discord, your work chat, like think about what you're writing quick. It was, it was a knee jerk reaction because, all right. So Drew complained after winning gobs of money on, on, on Ega. He complained about not getting his prop home where she didn't drop a set. And I was going to call him just a, you know, a baby back bitch about this. She was and the a more five thought, two, Andy. The more, yeah. Then, then the more I thought about it, I'm like, <laughs> like fuck you. Point. She shouldn't have dropped, should have dropped that. She so. shouldn't have dropped a set. Like no. I can't even, no, I can't even call him out. I'm like, I'm going to let him have it. Cause he's right. You're fucking right. She shouldn't have dropped a damn set. And, and the best part was I wasn't even like nervous. No, I, I no. had a, I had a goofy, I think it was, I don't keep much in there. I moved some money over there once I saw some, they had some college baseball lines that weren't bad, but I didn't, I don't keep much in my bet any sport account because it sucks compared to what five dimes used to be. Oh yeah. But I, I will say I bet a, an amount of money that was the amount of money I had in that account on, on her to win that match after she dropped the first set. So oh, like, I'm oh, just kidding. Okay. I'm gonna add to her future. It was yeah. it was still like it was still like you caught a little still. luck because because I thought Schwinn pulled a hammy, but it was still the right side, obviously. Yeah, Iga really she was laser focused after that. Uh and honestly, she was carrying a little bit of uh pressure, I think. Uh having um I think uh having really kind of uh carrying the unbeaten un you know, and having dropped the set streak into the Roland Garros and just in general, the match winning streak. I think she was carrying a little bit of pressure. Um, what do you think about this? Uh, the Jace Casey, why did you pull that up? I wanted to pull this up because of something you said before the podcast. Oh, Jace sure. Casey delayed by rain, slow track under 10. I'm not sure. I'm not a great baseball handicapper. If somebody has an answer for leg show, by all means, answer him. I did want to bring up the fact that you're sweating the grand salami. And that bet has canceled, Drew. The Cleveland game has been delayed. Oh, or, or postponed. It's gone. Oh, it's dead. Yeah. So, it's so your yeah, your no. salami bet, like it's, that's it's the thing. Over. You can't you can't yeah. bet the grand salami in April. No. It 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 gets graded like two days in that whole month. Yeah. There's always a rain out. So. Always. Okay. I didn't even see that the Texas Cleveland game got to be canceled. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, so that one that one is canceled. Grand salami bets shit. are off. Um. But anyway, I wanted to bring that up. For no reason other than to just talk about that, because um, I've had a little trouble with that too, and maybe that's a little bit of an existential crisis question—not existential crisis, a uh, psychological, not full cognitive bias like we've got into some uh, of these podcasts with. But just looking back at my tracker, the let's just go the last four four and a half weeks. And again, this isn't Andy being like, look at me, I'm very smart because I lose a lot of money betting sometimes. I have horrible days. But you guys gave me Tyler Hero. That was right at the beginning of May. That cashed. Yep. Somewhere in there. Uh, Bax Homa, 45 to 1. Sam Burns, 30 to 1. Nice. And now all the Ega stuff. Like, it's great. It's so fun winning. It's fun Mm. when. Again, like uh, Tyler Hero, when your networking pays off and people give you a good bet and it pays off after sitting in the account for 10 goddamn months, <laughs> it's it's nice. Yeah, when I you, bet that when, in October. When you, yeah, when you get ahead of the curve on something like the Barty retirement, yeah. you get a nice number and you watch her truck through a tournament. Yeah, It's nice when you do your homework and actually physically handicap a sport like golf. 
You uh-huh. come up with a couple winners. That's it's not only money. That's a nice boost to your confidence, your ego, your process. Your gives you a little bit of confirmation bias, which for helps. Sure. For sure. But it becomes a problem when people start posting college baseball totals in chats. <laughs> like, do you do you feel like? Oh you're, yeah. Are, you're oh, like you're much looser with the DGen betting, where it's like, oh yes. When when an account is flush, especially when it's post up counts like like this. Or oh, Christ, even credit accounts. Like when when you like, you have a two thousand dollar max on a credit account and it's sitting at three X at for your balance, you're like, yeah. Man, I could I could lose a lot before I have to pay this guy. <laughs> you know? Like that's just found you think you kind of feel like you ha- you kind of feel like you ought to in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um no I don't know if there's uh, a cure. I don't I don't know if this is going anywhere. I'm not sure there's a cure for that. No, I think, no, I think no. the cure for Responsible that is possible gambling is important thing to get to and it's even as many years as we've been doing this i still suffer from some degenning and yeah i mean you know firing one trucks firing uh uh what else i fired some crazy shit in the last like 72 hours um you know mma boxing stuff that i have no i'm not you know when 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 i'm like that boxing play when i'm west side yeah, when I'm aggressively originating, it's one thing. When I'm not originating, but I'm like, like desperately, you know, not desperately, but just like interested in some some juice. Um, yeah, firing on all kinds of crazy stuff. And that's where it ties into the June and July thing. I think it's a bad, bad combination for me, where it's like, hey, I've won some bigger bets. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> tailing a few people in baseball has gone okay. Where yeah. I've had positive weeks over yeah. and over. The combination of that combined with there's not much for me to originate outside yeah. of just getting my golf ready each day, yeah, that turns into a problem. I think the biggest <laughs> and and there is no solution. Like if you're if you're just per- bound to be a problem gambler, I, I guess I'm sorry. Hopefully you can find some help, Phil Mickelson. But <laughs> like I think the big, the biggest I know we shouldn't. He actually did get it is help a and, problem. And, and <laughs> yes. I mean good good for him too. But I think the biggest thing that I've done is i've started to do like audits at the end of the month okay i was showing this to dan producer dan because it's like i i listed the amount of different markets i entered Mm -hmm. last month and it's like and like i don't even remember betting afl (laughs) yeah just a, a few things like that it's like what what is what what does multi mean that was that was actually like uh the John Rom ticket I combined with some other stuff, but oh. and remember, remember somebody posted that Croatian basketball yes. in the NBA chat one time. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, man, Andy, you don't have to tail everything, do you? <laughs> like, I definitely bet Croatian basketball in there. So, I, the, I, the, and not only that, though, I, I, split years, it, I split it out we, by like how much I, how much did I win or lose on sure. each one of those things, and it's like, all right, here's some things I could maybe cut out, and I, you know, it, it's a small sample of this that, but even if it's like even if it's something you want on, it's like, man, are, are these things I really need to be betting each month? Yeah. Well, it's a very fair point. And realistically, um, we have such a strong network of very talented people who are originating that it doesn't feel like a net long-term losing proposition to just be randomly tailing, especially because like the smaller, when somebody has a tip on a smaller market stuff or something that it feels a little random, like, God damn it, those hit. Those, those hit all the fucking time, it feels like. And so I don't I don't really mind. Um, but uh ultimately, like the problem is, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I've pivoted and I'm I've got my 
grass handicap going on right now for tennis. So that should help me uh, avoid dumping on college world series nonsense college what what do you think you like that stuff has been all over the place it's been up and down what do you think you lost the most what do you think you did the worst on last month uh nba really yeah because of my son's shit oh yeah i mean if you wanted to toss out toss out golf 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 was tough Golf was bad. PGA Championship, I got hosed. Uh, mine, mine was horses. Oh, horses was, did, was not good either. Yeah, and it was so. And again, I, I just, I used some Excel and I just did yeah. some V look up. Like, hey, look up if it says horses in the line, and look up <laughs> if you know it says everything else. Like, yeah. horses were the worst, and it was three acts the Oof. next worst thing. <laughs> I just, I. That was my lesson, I think, I took from May. I, I wrote down some lessons in my dream journal. I said, Andy, you didn't have to bet every horse matchup you found. Yeah, I so that, I that was that was I put kind of- I put uh, my NBA futures losing tickets in the month of May, along with bad PGA, along with the bad derby. And I had my worst month of the year by a lot in May. Ultimately, even though game by game in the NBA playoffs, I'm, I was, I'm, at, I was, I'm, at, I'm at like 65 ish, which is seems impossible, but at an absolutely absurd number game by game betting. Um, but I dumped a ton on the Suns. Um, the uh, the month of April, though, was my one of my best months ever as a better. Kansas coming home in the in the oh, yeah, in the go. final four was huge combined with the uh, NFL draft, which was just absurd. I don't even mm. want to like call count April. <laughs> yeah, April was April was was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, June's off to a pretty good start. Um, I think June and June, it's it's not going to be NFL draft worthy, but I think a lot of people have some. A lot of people who are doing the work and paying attention have some good chances to pad the bankrolls with some NBA draft. I feel like that's going to be like my last gasp before I just almost shut it down and it's just like i'm betting golf i'm betting a little tennis in a few spots and i'm getting ready for nfl yeah that's fair um let's talk a little bit about tennis since we're here um rafa nadal where have we heard that before four times 14 times this guy's won this tournament now this was his least probable in a long time uh he was a low he was third choice after Djokovic and Alcaraz. Didn't strongly disagree with that. It's funny um, how it's like, yeah. oh man, it was so, it was so much, and relative to his outright prices before other, you know, French Opens. Yes, but it's funny, like, oh man, this was like such a reach for him comparatively. Yeah, it was, but it's still like, what was he like? Uh, he's like three and a half to one. Or what what yeah, was his right, biggest? Yeah. Like in, no, no, no. He, you know, you could, have gotten, you could have gotten some six to ones. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah, did, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. No, and, and honestly, I looked at it and thought hard about it to cover my other outrights, but I didn't bet it because after Rome, I was not convinced he for sure was Nobody was, play. yeah. I wasn't like, I, I would have been, I was like, maybe it's like 75, 70% that he actually comes and plays. Um, he won the title in the quarterfinals on whatever day that was you went to see the movie um that was the that was the final ultimately uh zverev getting hurt not really zverev beating himself 
Zverev was always going to beat himself. I think we know that. Beside getting hurt, um, and oh, then Rude, Rude was Rude was so 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 not ready for that moment. I was going to say when he got there, it was a bit of a like a like a rough awakening for he, him. He he owned it after the fact too. If you heard or see saw or read any of his quotes, he was basically like, "I wasn't nervous until I like walked into the arena." And saw all the fans and all the Spanish flags and all the fanfare. It was like, oh my God, I'm going to play Rafa Nadal for the French Open final. And then he proceeded to not show up um, effectively, uh, particularly at the end of that match. That that whole third set was just rough for the kid. Um, hope that doesn't do permanent damage, but he was doing a lot of staring at his dad like, what do I do, dad? And that's not great for, for an adult man, man who's on tour in a, uh, in a final tennis match. So um, going back to Nadal, though, um, I don't, I mean, shoot, dude, I don't think we even saw him at like, <clears throat> like this version of Nadal. He loses to last year's in straights. This version of Nadal loses to peak, uh, you know, peak 2017, 2018 Nadal. He loses like six, three, six, two, six, one. I mean, it's it's ugly lopsided. Like he's 80, maybe 85% on a good day. The day he beat Djokovic, he was 85% of the player that we know, I think. Um, he just, uh, he only had to beat one guy to win this title and he did it. And he did it with a, uh, a an approach that was exactly tactically correct and executed really well. Um, and, uh, you know, he happened to have put Djokovic in a place where Djokovic had to use all his adrenaline to get back to the match. And then the rest was history. Um, but it was, uh, it was pretty, uh, this was a pretty surprising turn for him. And, um, I'm not inclined to believe he is really willing to retire at all. I think he probably just takes the rest of the year off and comes back for, Maybe the U.S. Open, but uh, almost certainly for the Aussie Open. I think he still intends to play um, for slams in 2023. Uh, do you have a read on the situation? And do you even believe anything you hear from him anymore? I mean, he was pretty he was making a lot more out of what was going on, really, than ultimately impacted him. I mean, the guy played three hour Yo, tennis. Matches. Fine. Yeah, he if, just just one. And he just won the French Open. He's fine. Like, I, it's it's so silly. It's not like, you know, they didn't Kel, Kellen Winslow carry him off at the end of it. He was fine. Like he's he's gonna skip a lot. He's gonna you know he's gonna play what he wants to play, and uh, it'll be interesting to see which. I don't know if he plays both majors. He might just if he, he really is banged up. Maybe he just doesn't play grass. I mean, we we saw that a few years ago. Remember when Rafa just skipped clay and. And Rafa skipped grass and Roger skipped clay. Yes. Like that's a, that's a thing. Like I don't, I don't blame him there, but he's fine. I think fuck, you might have to put up with a couple more years of him. That sounds reasonable. Um, you want to go down the, uh, the current odds real quick and just give you a quick update on everyone's grass. Cause this is a big funny transition going from clay to grass is one of the most abrupt, (laughs) uh, within a sport. This is one of the most abrupt um, pivots uh, that happens ever. And it happens during, you know, on the fly here. Um, Grass, extremely different game. You know, tennis on grass, extremely different than clay. Even though you probably know this, Andy, but tennis was effectively invented on grass. That's the only reason they invented the lawnmower, guys. 
they had to cut it short to go to play the tennis. Yes, the, lawn the, tennis. Uh, the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club, where in 1870-ish, Lloyd, Lloyd, Lord George, blah blah blah, Fe- solidified the rules. Yeah, um, I still, I don't think they really ever. They don't. They never ever kind of came to uh, a clear answer as to why the scoring is the way that it is. But it goes back to. You know, the All England. I think they just had a lot in of chin in them. Like, they just couldn't <laughs> do math. They, they, I mean, a lot of people didn't go past the primary school back then. So I think they're just horse shit with numbers. It worked out. It's fine. But yes, it is a hard stop. It's two completely different kinds of, I mean, I don't know. Like, are there, are there, maybe I'm just showing my uh, ignorance here. There are hard courts that are faster than grass, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's not like the fat. Like I'm almost sure. I don't know why I had that mixed up in my head, but it's still very fast and it can play extremely quick. And well, there's 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 a there's going, two you're factors. Going from, you're going from slow to fast, and then you're going from being able to slide to if you do that, you're gonna rip your knee up. Yeah. Right. And also, like uh, it's fast, but also the the ball does not come up as high. Because yeah, the, the bounce, the spin, the everything's different. different. The spin is different. All of it is different. Um, it's, it's it's basically a totally different game. You bet you more or less need to be a grass specialist at this point because the, the grass season is so short. Uh, a lot of the best players just don't have a ton of reps on grass, frankly, uh, including your number two choice right now for Wimbledon, Carlos Alcaraz. Alcaraz has played two grass matches as a professional. They yeah. were at Wimbledon last year. Uh, he defeated Yasutka, Yas, Yasutaka Uchiyama yep, uh, in five. It took him five sets to get by y- uh, Uchiyama. Um, and then uh, he lost, promptly lost to Daniel Medvedev uh, in straights. Um, if you go back to his junior career, I think he was like five and two on grass as a junior. Never really competed at Wimbledon Juniors. Uh, never really did anything of note. He was just an average grass player. Um, but anyway, all of Alcaraz's junior career has to pretty much be thrown out because he completely transformed his body in the last two years, uh, notably in the last six months. And so he is um, a total unknown quantity. I don't think he can be realistically considered the second choice here at all. Plus 725 is a wildly poor bet. Uh, and I think you just got to wait and see how he adjusts to the grass in general because it's a very different type of game. His most effective shot is the drop shot. Does not work as well on grass because it's not as easy to hit. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe he'll find a way, but uh, I don't think Alcaraz can realistically be considered a contender. Nadal, forget about Nadal. Nadal, 8-1 to right now, bookmaker. That's bananas. He should be 800 especially, especially if it's not a refund if he doesn't play. Some of these are like all runners All runners go. Like yeah. If he pulls out, you just... All bets are action. This is yeah. all bets are action. If you bet on Nadal at 8-1, to get yourself, get your head checked. Um, Berrettini is your third choice. We haven't seen Berrettini play in freaking forever. Guy while. had ab surgery after it's his wild. poor start to the season. You know where my bet? Um, you know where my money's going? And I haven't even looked at odds yet. Well, I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, Berrettini way out of form. Sissipas uh, no. way out of form. No. Oh, by the way, Sissipas. Ever since they changed the rules about how long you can go to the bathroom, has not been as good a player. Because he's not getting his dad's coaching via text message anymore, I think is a fair assumption. Um, I think they were using WhatsApp, actually. <laughs> okay, well, it's encrypted. It's encrypted, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sisapas, forget about it. 
Uh, Felix Alger Aliasim. I'll make a face when I you get to my guy. Felix, eh. Pr- you know, prove it first. Chilich down to twenty to one. Uh, not, not, not getting there. Not going Chilich. What are you thinking? You're, you're, you're hot on Chilich. Post draw, we'll see. Post draw, he's on Post the short draw. list. Okay. How about Nick Kyrgios, twenty-two to one? Laughable. Yes. How about Andy Murray, fifty to one? Laughable. Is this doubles? Is that with Jamie? No, no. Wow. Um, I mean, Murray probably makes a little bit of a run here. He's played well on grass, but he lost to Dennis Kudla. So there's there's that for you. Uh, Zverev, 25 to 1, probably doesn't play. Hugh, Herbie, no. uh, Hubie Hercats, 25 to 1, interest you? Yeah. More of a U.S. Open play. Yeah. Dennis Shapovalov, 25 to 1. Eh. Um, I wish that number were bigger. I don't hate him, but. The no. form's not there either. No. Here's a funny one for you. You ready for this? You can go bet on Roger Federer at 25 to 1. Does he still play? Huh? <laughs> he's not in the fucking... He's not on the list. I know. I know. He's not playing. So that, why in the world is he listed? They're just going par- to... That's, that's, that's an idiot tax. If you parlay Nadal and Federer, it's the same bet as me. Bet on either of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a Francesca segment. I know. That's funny. Um... <laughs> Center 65 to 1. Nope. Corda 40 to 1. Yuck. Cam Nori 40 to 1. Yuck. Dimitrov 40 to 1. Yuck. Teller Fritz 50 to 1. Yuck. Dan Evans 150 to 1. And eh. is you know looked, 70 to 1. And eh. you know who Riley Opelka. outside of the Rafa match? Riley Opelka 100 to 1. Any interest? Now, who who looked good outside of the Rafa match? Um, the Croatian. Uh, Serbian, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, he looked. Right. <laughs> He's minus one thirty-eight, and I think that's a fair price. He, realistically, he should probably be minus two hundred, but you know, crazy things can happen. So, men's men's really not. We, no one I've been, haven't mentioned realistically stands a chance. This is about as lopsided as Iga was in the French, maybe more. Um, I don't know. What do you think of uh, what do you think of the women's side? Give me your gut reaction to the women's draw. Or the it's women's not, field. It's not as strong of a uh, surface for her, but who's playing anywhere near her level? Slash, who's a grass specialist? I don't know. Like, there's somebody you're like excited about getting down on on the women's side. I think that's wait for draw and see if you can see if you can come up with something there. No, there's a name. There's How a name. Did- how does how does Jabur play There's on, two names. on grass? Aha! Uh, her grass elo <sighs> by my numbers, number two in the world after Ash Barty, who is no longer. Is she retired? You can't have her in there. <laughs> uh, but she's the number two grass player on the world in terms of quality. Um, definitely a more impressive grass player than Iga. Beat Iga head to head at Wimbledon last year on grass, and I thought convincingly. Um, Anj Jabor very much in the mix, and Angelique Kerber, your gal, Germany's Angelique Kerber. Why are you making a face? She acquitted herself better at the French Open this year than she normally does. She's yeah. usually one and done. She made it to the third round this year, and I thought she played pretty decently. She won a title on clay going into uh, into. Roland Garros, right? Maybe she made a final, but I think she won a title in like Strasbourg. Well, whatever. I like this better. I I don't know if Kerber has Kerber's like that, that's a really nice quarter price. Kerber to okay. win her quarter if she has a good draw, yes, but she doesn't have like the 
She's yeah, great on grass. Yeah, but she she still just doesn't have the take it over the top and beat beat our girl. So you know who does? A crazy eyed pinko. <laughs> like if if thick pinko gets gets her red line on, she beats everybody. She probably thick, beats half the men's straw. Thick Penko is 33 to 1 right now. Oh. Um, Angelique Kerber, 25 oh, to 1. Owns down to 18 to 1. <clears throat> Most of my owns money went in at plus uh, over at a, a better than 30. Um, and just the fact that again, owns one Madrid, she made a deep run in Rome, and that was all on a surface that was far and away not her best. But you know what's important about winning those tournaments, Andy? Ranking points. She is now a top four player on top of the quarterfinal. Yeah, on top of a quarterfinal appearance last year, she is absolutely going to have. Uh, she'll be on the basically. I think she'll be on the opposite side of the draw from Iga, which is what you need Ooh, in order to get to shot. the final. Um, not interested in Radakanu. Laughable price at plus one twenty, uh, at plus twelve twelve to one. Uh, laughable price at Osaka twelve to one. Halep twelve to one is laughable. Coco Golf twelve to one is laughable. Um, realistically, I think there are you know. The, the field is closer to Iga on grass than at Roland Garros by a lot. And I could live to regret that statement if Iga could just carries this form and just, just lighting the world on fire you know, what if on she grass. Actually like like she, she ended up, it was a tough draw. It just didn't work out that way. Uh, for who? For Iga. It was the draw hashed out not tough with the upsets, but like, she she could have had a tougher path. What if she actually gets an easy draw? That's a good point. Know. No, that's know. a good point. I, I see. I, I think, think I think in general the like field getting, getting I think something in, yeah. at getting on to like thirty whatever. That's fair. Fair play. A, a junk baller on clay stands zero point zero chance of defeating you. A junk baller on grass can be a difficult out, and there's a lot of junk ballers on tour right now. Um, you want to guess how many, I mean, Iga won juniors on grass. She is on record as she lost the semifinals at Roland Garros as a junior to Kate McNally, uh, who went on to lose to Coco Goff, by the way, um, before becoming doubles partners with Coco Goff, but not this year where Jessica Pugula and Coco Goff were doubles partners in a losing effort on clay. Coco Goff was the runner up in both singles and doubles at Roland Garros this year. Um, Iga lost the juniors at a semifinal level, was so angry that she went into Wimbledon with uh, her hair on fire and won that juniors title at Wimbledon on grass. That was her only true success uh, stories to be told on grass. You want to guess how many matches she has on grass as a pro? Oh... 11 12 good guess man she is seven and five on grass as a pro with losses to ostapenko sam stoser uh golubich kasatkina has beaten her and on as previously mentioned those are the five winners women that have taken her down on grass in her career um her wins on grass are nothing to write home about she has beaten the likes of sue shea Zavonareva, Bengu, you know no Watson. Versus her Who? On grass. Uh, if I if they could prove she'd been training during her retirement, Yulia Gorgeous. Ooh. Big. Is she, is she in the? Is no, she in the? Field? She's she's been retired for like 
a couple been out years. For a while, yeah. Yeah. Just big serve. I don't know. That's what I'd want. Somebody you could just pepper her from uh pepper from behind the There's a bunch line. of random there's a bunch of rando grass specialists. There always are. Uh, um, yeah. I'm just not feeling it from Muguru. I'm not excited for Wimbledon at all. Or any of like, I don't know. Like the French Open still might. No, dude, get your ons tickets and get excited. You could still getting, find thirty-ish to one in some places. I'll hunt, but I'm not betting eighteen. I'll hunt around. I will hunt around. I know some places that have some bad numbers. Weird, weird lagging lines, uh, but for the most part. Prices have been better about just copying each other on that, it feels like. So. Okay. Well, Ons Jabor is going to win a couple grass titles on our way to a Wimbledon deep run. So you're going to miss the best of the price if you don't get involved soon. That's my general opinion. It's on. We're, we're on to on season. It's on I season. To, I forgot to shop for Celtics today. I was going to bet the Celtics to win the series. Ooh. That price is weird. Probably. I don't, I don't give a shit. It all pays the same. <clears throat> you just pay a little on the back end. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, no, I think, uh, Wimbledon and I guess really the question is for Iga, like the sky's the limit at this point. She should be the massive favorite for the U S open as well. You agree with that? Yeah. What stops her from winning two more slams this year? Probably injury. Okay. You think fatigue is an issue at all for her for the U S open? No, I think if she does just rip through Wimbledon, like she knows how special of a year this could be, and I would absolutely be taking a couple weeks off my calendar on the way, on the way up to Flushing. You're gonna what are you gonna skip, Cincinnati or Canada? I'd skip Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, probably. Way rather um, go to the to to the uh, the Rogers. Yeah, Coupe Roger is the Coupe. women's side in Montreal this year or Toronto. Never can keep track of that. Okay. I have never never know. Okay. My goodness, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of tennis on heritage has a lot of tennis. Nice. I love that. Um, nobody, okay. nobody can spell Sir Takenbosch, though. This one just doesn't <laughs> this one, this one just took the S they off. Just gave, they gave up on the S. Yeah, entirely. they just took the it just says her Takenbosch. Air Air Takenbosch. How do Which you pronounce you? it, Andy? Sir Takenbosch. Sir Takenbosch. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I watched videos one time from the fucking Netherlands. <laughs> to get this down for an episode of Ball Boys a long time ago. Um, but yeah, women are in Toronto. Signed collectibles would know he's a, he's okay. a big tennis guy. So okay. that sucks. Montreal's a better I mean it's a better venue, but Montreal's a cooler city. Yeah, okay. You got any dark horses you're watching? Yeah. Noops tip you on to any uh any good uh, dark horses? I think we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there as far as okay. it's probably uh look at look at the draw, find somebody me quarter prices for Andy again. Well, you gave me a good opportunity to pivot to basketball, as you were mentioning. You didn't bet the Celtics yet. Um, what's the hesitation for you? Do you feel like the Warriors? Oh no, I forgot. No, I just oh. forgot. I just got busy. Okay. What like, after what, we what, talked this what morning? You, what are some of your takeaways from two games so far? Um, the third Even? quarters have been tough <laughs> on our rookie head coach coming out of the break. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, people including the person I'm talking to right now have shit all over a certain Steve Kerr and he's not that good of a coach because look at all the talent he had. And you know, anybody could take Curry and Durant. That's probably true. Christ. You could pick any, 
anyone who's coached in the last, you know, as an NBA head coach in the last five years, give them that team and probably, you know, stumble their way into a title or two. But I still believe there's something to their halftime adjustments because you can't have it. It's been a good team. It's been a great team at times. You can't have this third quarter Warriors thing be a thing this long without being able to do something at halftime. And especially like if assholes like us know about it, you know, the other coaches know like, Hey, (laughs) people kind of get barraged in the third quarter. It just keeps happening. Like the, the, obviously the Celtics came through with a third quarter of their own disguised as the fourth quarter in game yeah. one, but it's hard to do that a lot. So I fuck, I don't know. Like that would be, that would be something I'd be focused on if I was a Celtics head coach, whose name is escaping me right now. It's a goofy name too. It's you not like, Joker. yeah, it's, it's not like Mike Smith, like the goalie here. He has such a nice plain name. Um, Idea Mocha. Did I get that? Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka. There we go. Ime. That's a nice name, actually. Yeah. Um, I'd work on that. Otherwise, the Celtics are a better team. I think it still goes seven, though. Okay. So I'm okay. hesitant, hesitant to think that there's a chance they drop two in Boston, though. So I'd say I have a better than 50% chance of them like I should take the future before game three, like them dropping them dropping a game in Boston would not be like, Oh my God, I can't believe they dropped a game in Boston, but I still think it's probably like a 35, 40% chance that happens at all between the two games. And so I'm, I'm fine. Just, you know, losing some equity in case they slip up in game three and I could have got a better future price. I'm just going to take the future at like minus minus one ten. Okay. Well, Celtics need to come up with a key adjustment. Obviously, if they come out and play the way they played at the second half of game two, it is going to be a very, very tough uh, hole to dig themselves out of. I think they need to deploy some adjustments in game three. Uh, they were able to do that in every series we've seen so far, especially having losing game one at home to the Bucks. They came up with some great adjustments. Losing game five at home to the Bucks, they came up with some great adjustments. Similarly, losing game one in. On the road to the Heat, they came out with their hair on fire in Game Two. So hopefully, uh, this is a vintage Cus Christ, and uh, they win Game Three because a Game Three loss, and I'm hitting the panic button. There are a lot of things about the Celtics that I don't love. Um, they are the better team, though. I'm pretty sure of that. But sometimes the better team in a close-ish series loses, and that uh, you know that would suck. So. Um, yeah, I think Celtics are bettable in Game Three. I think Celtics series is still bettable, and I think Celtics still can get this done relatively straightforward fashion, barring uh, an injury at this point. Um, Clay Thompson really not a factor. Uh, Jordan Poole is only a front runner. Draymond Green, my God, I was absolutely just out of my mind, annoyed by him yesterday. He was. So so such a bush league deal and i get it you're trying to win a title you'll do whatever it takes some of that some of that nonsense some of the histrionics from green yesterday were just awful um and i would like to see that reined in but uh by the refs but who the hell knows um yeah i think uh you know it's gonna be a rough rough week here for us holding celtics tickets uh just uh in terms of the stress because they don't seem to be able to do it easy 
um, at least against a player as good as Curry, who's, you know, in rare air right now and is in absolute peak form. So uh, good for them and uh, good for anyone who wants to be entertained by the series, I guess. Um, that That's where I stand. Like, it was just, uh, and you said it, Curry rare air. Like Curry can will this series to go, even if they aren't playing, you know, as good as they could. And they are the worst team, most likely. Like Curry can will this to six or seven games. He's just he's got enough there. So that's yeah. fun. Um let's move on a little bit. And Andy, give me your take on um live golf, which has not really been a thing since we've done a podcast. Um they announced on Tuesday of last week all of the guys. DJ was the surprise. Uh, and then today I got a push alert from like some news organization that was like, Phil Mickelson's going to live golf. And I was like, this is worthy of a freaking push alert. Okay. Um, but here we are. Uh, Mickelson's, uh, you know, Mickelson's now team, team uh, uh, barbarians. And, uh, uh, and honestly, I'm struggling to find any interest in this. Where are you at with live golf? I've already moved on to laugh and love. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's like a non-starter for me. Cause the thing is, well, yeah. And like, all right. So yeah, they're probably really bad dudes that are financing this, but I mean, there's a lot of oil money that's going into a lot like, of our, do you get like, they're doing it very surreptitiously though. It's like, we're just supposed to know that they're behind it, but like they're doing it because they're yeah. trying to somehow improve. Yeah their know. reputation or something like know, I, you I, get the do you get the like the high level consulting math going on here at I, all i don't and that that's where i'm at so it's like that, that the, the main sticking point is there's like a yeah there's probably a bit of a moral dilemma because some of that money's coming from some pretty horrid people when it comes to maybe human rights violations, when it comes down to things, and that is uh, that is a thing. But if you're really mad about that, maybe don't watch the World Cup this uh, winter either. And I'm going to watch the shit out of the World Cup. So I, I try to keep that stuff compartmentalized. There's nothing I can do personally to stop what the uh, some of the Saudis do behind closed doors or in front of open ones, or what these golfers are going to do with their life. So. As a golf slash sports podcaster part time <laughs> better, I'm just going to bet on this shit and let you know let let things happen. And the other part of it is too is we don't know really what the PGA is going to do with this. Uh, we don't they, they kind of have released some statements, but nothing real substantial. So I don't know what we're going to see when it comes to you know. Uh, FedEx points that's or rather OWGR points how everyone's going to handle this no one knows shit right now we got to wait for some things to hash out before we can really form opinions because what if it's just like you know all right it's DJ it's Phil they've won major tournaments the the you know it's not even the PGA that runs these majors it's the PGA of America it's the R, what is R and D out in England? It's the you know the Masters Committee. It's it's places like that that if they're fine with it, and they want these top talents like and again Phil's a little over the hill, but Phil and Dustin Johnson are still draws. Like 
it'll be interesting to see if they really thumb their nose at this or just like I don't care. He's he's he has a green jacket. He's coming to the champions dinner. Both of them have jackets. Like yeah, right. RNA. Excuse, thank you, Dan, so much. R and D did sound like something from the engineering department at a plastics factory, but that that's what I want to know. Like, are they are they gonna draw a hard line and say like, you know, suck it, you can't come to you can't come to Augusta, guys, or guess what, you're banned from PGA events. So if there's not a, a LIV event that week you can't come play this one you can't play the players you can't play the memorial you can't play some of these events you like dustin johnson you can't play you know some of the ones down in let's say even stuff down near in near in or near south carolina kevin and kevin nas jack springs up in the chat was a bit of a weird one like he didn't have to sever ties with pg but he did it's like breaking up with the girlfriend who doesn't know you're dating her like like you know, just it was it was a weird yeah no it was a weird release by Kevin Na like I'm done with the PGA like hey you didn't have to say that you, you didn't have to like burn that bridge but you did you psycho that was awesome so and then a good question by Ah the half how much money was thrown at Tiger they said it was it was a pretty sizable nine figure number that was the reports. I don't I don't know if it was 750, but if they gave Phil Mickelson two, I don't know. What's your guess? Mine's five, half a billion. Yeah, that's a good guess. That's fair. And yeah, the Kevin Na thing, he did say, as Dan points out, to, <laughs> to my fan. That was yeah. that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. A self-inflicted wound there. Don't so need yeah, I, I'm 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 not opinionless. But I really, really need more. I'm like the Johnny Five on Short Circuit. I need more input. Like we don't, <laughs> we don't know how this is all going to work out yet. For now, Christ on a bicycle. If that money was up front, there's, I don't know what would stop anyone from turning that down. If it wasn't just, I'm already rich enough, and I think there's diminishing returns for the next hundred million. And I'd rather not be associated with this. I guess probably it's the moral stuff, but. That's a lot of uh, a lot of semolinas. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. The fact that it's like still cloaked behind whatever live golf is um, means like the only people that really know it's a Saudi product are the people who are upset about it, right? Like, I don't know that this is changing hearts and minds about the Saudi empire. It's it's mostly Um, golf writers. Mostly golf writers. Yeah. The the average golf fan, the golf betters. They're excited there's something else they're going to bet on. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it may make, ultimately, it may make everything a little weaker. Dustin Johnson's playing the U.S. Open, though. Phil Mickelson's playing the U.S. Open, though, right? Yeah, that's, and that that's where I'm like, we might get answers right away. He says he's playing the U.S. Open, and I guess there's, there is somebody who can say he's not, I guess. So we'll find out soon as he comes back from London and if if they tell him to get the shit out of Boston, uh, it'd be interesting. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um I'm gonna I, I feel like I should hit the driving range so <laughs> one of these high parade rookies. Yeah. Well, um yeah. I mean this is life changing money for a lot of people. So good for them I guess. Um, no, I, I brought it up when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago too, like, I don't know. They, they did make the right, if they are 
shooting for this to work, I think they really made the right call by just not, you know, they offered money to everybody that mattered, but the biggest part was they made the offers to the right rookies, the right young guys. It is there. If they're just going to poach the young talent, this might quickly be, be on par with the, the PGA in like five years Hmm. as some guys age out. And if all the young talent has the choice between like, you know, corn fairy Q school Monday qualifiers, or how about a $5 million check instead of sleeping in your car? (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm going to go play. And it's not like, you know, it wouldn't be this first came out because of the name, which is a bit of a misnomer. I get, I don't know. Like everyone's like, Oh, it's going to be Saudi events. Cause there are Saudi events in the, you know, there's the Abu Dhabi and the Saudi Arabia opens or championships right away in the, in the spring. Those are different. Those are DP world tour events. Yeah. Like these events are, they're none of them are in the fucking city. They say they are. It's like, this is in, <laughs> this is in Chicago. Yeah. It's in Chicago. Like Milwaukee's in Chicago. Like they just <laughs> name like the biggest city close to it for people who don't understand geography or they want to make a bigger splash. But I mean, a lot of these are stateside and, I don't know. It, it'll it'll be something something definitely to watch. I will be betting on it this week, one hundred percent. Okay. I think I think there's going to be some stupid long shots because again, like you, you talked about, maybe there's some ways to attack the Wimbledon because of the heavy favorites, like Dustin Johnson. Probably yeah, Dan and I talked about this this morning. It's like Dan asked, like, does he is he going to give a shit? I'm like, I don't know if he's given a shit for like the last two years. I agree. Like, with that. After he got that master's jacket, I've seen some real, real kind of lazy <laughs> yeah. golf from DJ, and yeah. he's still and he's still good. That's wild. So like, I think there's some definite uh, value and some long shots and some younger guys who can play good golf and probably can play. So okay, interesting. Um, what? Uh, okay. Very good, very good. So golf's going on this summer. Uh, we covered tennis. And the RBC uh, Canadians back. Yeah. Yeah. Because you appointed this out to Noops this morning, as you know from the, I mean, just the Twins series, the, um, the 76ers series. Some people aren't allowed in Canada still. There yeah. still is very strict stuff, so... They had some problems with that. They just didn't have the event. Now it's back. We're pretty excited. Belmont Stakes. You bet any? Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah. You're going to bet Belmont Stakes? Uh, Brett knows more about who's good than we do. I think probably we should ask Brett. (laughs) When we had the Rich Strike um, withdrawal, somebody had some prices up for uh, it. said Derby winner does not win Belmont or Preakness at a price that was less than it was going to be for the field in the Preakness or in the Belmont. So I, I have some of that. So I'm on the field for a little bit. Um, I'm going to have to dig in later this week and talk to some people. We'll see if I have something. Yeah. Um, the field itself is, and actually, I'm, yeah, Mo Donegal, Nest. Yikes, this is a bad field. It's kind of a bad race. Oh my like God. it's just kind of a bad What happened? You know, you know what I'm gonna do instead? I'm I'm gonna just not even think about it. I'm gonna oh go to the God. you know where I'm gonna see some good racing? I will be at Canterbury Downs on Sunday. Oh, cool. Well, I'm gonna go watch yeah, I'm gonna no, go watch live good, racing instead. Good good day to go support your local track and, and bet small, I guess. Oh, I, I won't bet there that much. I'll be betting um, Arlington and all, or not Arlington anymore. All the I like to bet the other tracks while I'm there. 
Ay, ay, ay. This is rough, man. Um, What's that? Just the the Belmont Field. Oh, yeah. It's not not great. This is still a big, huge payday. I wonder why they didn't get more... um, yeah, they didn't get more action. Nest at ten to one in the morning line is interesting to me. Nest is a very, very good horse. Um, you know what? Uh, I would love to get somebody's opinion on who really follows horse racing carefully. Uh, does the dosage index matter for the Belmont? Um, it's something I always end up googling for this race and then forget about it for three hundred and sixty-four days. Dosage index is basically a measure of the pedigree of a horse in an, in number form. Um, and for whatever reason, there is sort of a Mendoza line where if your dosage index is not low enough, you can't realistically win the Belmont. Um, and I don't know if that's voodoo or if that's real, um, but the bloodlines definitely matter when you go up to a distance of this magnitude. Um, and, uh, uh, you ever heard of the dosage index? Yeah, but I, I like to stay away from the top 20% because they're too inbred. Okay. To the point where I need a D I need a dosage index under three. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want too good of a pedigree. That means that they're, <laughs> they're cousins with themselves because you can track every single one of their, uh, a, a dosage every- index closer to zero means the horse is bred for distance. Has oh, I, I don't nothing know. Nothing to is. do with. Uh, yep, I'm just nothing to do with how. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> inserting. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, I, I, I handicap uh, at the local track based on really, really mostly the jockeys. I think I Ness can steal well. it, honestly. Um, dosage, isn't it dosage? No, it's dosage. Dosage okay. is that's what you. That's the. It's French word. It's same thing as the. Uh, like dre- like dre- dressage. You know, when you're making uh, champagne, what happens is... Uh, I don't make champagne. Uh, when you're making champagne, they they uh, ferment it in the bottle, right? Which means that as the yeast eat the sugar and, and uh, make the carbonation uh, and then die, it makes a shitload of sediment, right? You get a whole bunch of gross shit that like... Um, you have to then riddle it and turn the bottles a little bit at a time so all the settlement comes down and and um, uh, coagulates in the neck of the bottle, right? And then yeah. you, once you've done all of that and all of the yeast is all the dead yeast is down in the bottle neck, then you stick it in liquid nitrogen and it pops out like a plug, the little frozen uh, dead sediment, right? And then yeah, there's right. a big gap in the wine. All of a sudden, and they what they do is they take some interesting wine, a dessert wine, sometimes a whiskey, sometimes it's just something a brandy, uh, and they add that to top it off, uh, and then put the cage on the cork in the cage on, um, and they call that the dosage. So that uh, that's the process of making champagne, the classic way, method champagne, method champagne. Yes. Barry says dosage, no, but Adref Tomlinson's are indicative. Interesting. Adref, I'm assuming that just means daily racing form, Tomlinson's. Um, We'll have to ask Barry who his horse is. Um, Barry, if you have a horse, by all means, tell me who to bet. Um, I haven't bought champagne. I don't like champagne crazy you haven't had good champagne no i I don't i don't care for sparkles like it's it's fine but 
I need something with body. Nest's dosage index is 3.0, so she's on the line. Um, all right. Well, uh, you've been watching any USFL out of curiosity? You've been betting? I have not. Every time it gets to the weekend, I have to go check and be like, oh, shit, did my team win? Because I have two futures now sitting out on the generals who are seven and one. They look good. They, they're they streaking you. too, right? They lost their first and then they've won seven straight. Yeah, they lost to the team they're going to lose to in the finals, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a plus 750 and a plus 550. I should find the guy that DM'd me. He just basically said, hey, this uh, <laughs> this playoff system's fucking stupid. And he's like, don't you think there's probably some value on basically everybody? There was the favorite at that point. And then everybody in the west was or south was like two or north probably for jersey it was like two and one or one and two and he's like two of those teams are in the semifinals and they're all like plus 750 so i dug in a little and decided i like jersey even though everything about them screams that they would be a horrible nfl team even if all the nfl teams were at their level like Christ, they just run the ball and they have a boring offense, but it just works. They have, they have a high success rate, so whatever. I'll find the guy that uh, alerted me to it, but yeah, thanks Do, to him. I haven't does, won shit yet, but it was a very good bet. Does USFL have legs? No, oh. I don't think people are watching it enough. Like people don't care. It's not good football. It's oh. pretty bad. Like maybe. And maybe something like the USFL. Would you be more does? inclined to sit down and watch a Twins game or a USFL game oh, on base, a Sunday? Baseball. I'd watch. Baseball. I'd watch. Who's the worst two teams in baseball? I'd watch that over USFL. I think that game's going on right now between Arizona and Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, no, so so it's not good football. I think maybe where some of these leagues have a chance goes back to the beginning of our conversation where we said like. Hey, I want some money. I want a DJet whatever this weekend. But yeah, these spring leagues don't do good to Patrick's point in the chat. But we've got PFF guys tweeting about it. We've got people betting on it. Maybe okay. some of the maybe the the you know the legalized betting is gonna help some of these upstart off. It depends on their finances. Like, you know, two leagues ago, we just didn't have the finances for the AFL or the A A AAF. Alliance of American Football, and then mm -hmm. the XFL was uh, pandemic, I believe. Cool. Like they got fired up, and it just it was bad timing. Sorry about your luck, but yeah, Doctor Eric does bet the hell out of the USFL. You're correct, AJ. Maybe that sort of exposure on social media helps it a little, but I don't know. We'll see. Might be around next year. Wouldn't surprise me, but it's I don't know. We we had the Arena League for years. We had. NFL Europe, some of these leagues have been able to make it. They just need to be realistic with their finances. And they did some things different. They're not renting out, you know, 10 different stadiums. Everything's in Birmingham. So maybe maybe that helps, not making it such a grandiose project. Like, you know, we're putting this in cities all over the world. That, that's what that's what PLL does. Uh the the podcast or the podcast. This, lacrosse. This yeah, this gal I follow, I can't think of her name, but she does like uh lacrosse podcast and does some reporting. I think she might even should like work for PLL now. But they just go, they're like a traveling band of minstrels. Like oh. all all the teams just go to the next city and they play all the games there that week. 
and then they go somewhere else. So like you can you can take in a lacrosse game when they come to your town. It's like the circus. I don't hate that for it, an upstart league. Like talk to an arena, get a bulk deal. Hell, we'll take the place for the week. We're gonna play like 10 lacrosse matches. And I, I think that's a good idea. Maybe the USFL should look into that. Like, guess what? It's it's like Monster Jam coming to the Metrodome. Like, oh, USFL's down, Dad. Tickets are like four bucks. Can we go? Like, I love yeah, it. yeah, Billy. Let's go watch some horrible football because <laughs> it's, it's cheap. I'm not paying to take you to a Vikings game. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'll give it a try or not. That was kind of a soft sell. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm sorry. I, like, I just. <laughs> In my heart of hearts, we're so close to the finish line. I feel like even if my future doesn't win, or at least get to the finals where I could hedge out, yeah, man, I would love to see one of these futures just reach that point. Yeah, because the AAF and the XFL hurt me so bad. So I like it. All right, well, uh, some update here from Sign Collectibles, who's on it as usual. It's very about six to eight weeks. That was predictable because that was a gross fucking injury. Um, <clears throat> not great for grass, right. <laughs> honestly. So see you in Canada, probably. We don't see him again until hard court season in the U.S. Probably. Is he still qualified um, for then. next the next gen finals? Is he too old? No, no he's too old now. <laughs> um, uh, a couple other notes here. People want wine recommendation, huh? Uh, who had the first question? It was Lachlan, right? Yeah. Uh, love the Bonanza wine rack. What's next? Okay. Um, oh my God. In, what's that? You, they, you, you don't want you, to. You, you no, you can tell. Like, this is going <laughs> to be like an eight minute recommendation. I need you to make it too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take this, you, you, you lean back, you take a deep okay. breath, you grab All your right. chin. And, so let's and talk like... about the origins of wine for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I would I almost, I almost bet on that. <laughs> well, it depends what you're eating. No, you know what, uh, and you know what, you know what it made me want yeah. when you were talking about champers. You know what, yeah. Drew's not giving the wine wreck. I am. Okay, go ahead. Um, I like, I like a bit of an after dinner wine. Okay. And you talked about adding some brandy to the champagne. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the dosage. Yeah. I like as a digestive more than an amaretto or anything along those lines. I like a very small glass of port and I have had some brandy portified ports in my day. Nice. And I really, really think, and again, I don't know if it's a summer thing. Like it really feels like a hot meal on a cold day kind of thing. You've just had a big steak and potatoes salad. You had maybe a nice wedge and then you ate a big piece of meat. It feels like that. So that would be my winter wreck, summer wreck. So you know what? Same country, Vino Verde. I'm still a Vino Verde guy. If I have to drink something white and light, it's got to be that because, man, the stuff my wife drinks is horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not for the sweet. The sweet is not for me. In fact, among the champagnes, I like the brute, extra brute, which is the dry, um, which is the opposite of, uh, you know, like a Moscato is super sweet. Ugh, is this, is this the same guy? Is this the same guy that yelled at me about um, coconut water? Possibly. Because he, he just hates port. Too. Like, I feel like he's just the anti-Andy today. Well, I'll tell you. So here's a couple of wine wrecks for you. Um, so I, I like a port call. That's cool. Uh, summertime, uh, a good aperitif to digestif. Limoncello is pretty oh, excellent. Oh, 
Fuck yeah. uh, keep that in the fridge or freezer even <laughs> uh some super cold limoncello is good um the uh, for a wine um bonanza is a wine in general i would recommend serving with food just because it's a kind of a coat cab blend it's a little more robusto um a little bit more full bodied in the summertime i'm usually drinking pinot and rosé uh if you want a good rosé recommendation track track down dragonette uh that comes from santa barbara uh area and it is absolutely awesome uh and if you want a good pinot recommendation you can get a good under $20 bottle at most supermarkets called Juggernaut that has like a Peregrine Falcon artwork on the on the uh, on the label. It's a Russian River Pinot. Anything from the Russian River is going to be outstanding. And the fact that you can get that in a bottle under 20 bucks is kind of mind blowing to me. Um, so if you're looking for a good Pinot rec, try uh, try the Juggernaut. Um, it's a uh, it's something you can drink. You don't have to eat food with it. If you're eating like a if you're having like a, a seafoody uh type of deal it's good with that uh if you're doing a clam bake if you're doing uh you know any kind of fish on the grill um or if you're just having like appetizers pinot is good for that as well so uh check out the juggernaut russian river pinot uh and the dragonette rosé uh as good summertime wine wrecks you know what it makes me think i don't even know if this place made it through the pandemic i haven't been up there in a while but and again it's not I've been to places that just bring out the, a digestive cart. And I love that. Like that's a, a favorite, <laughs> that's a favorite thing at restaurants, but there's a German place actually owned by some Polish people up in the twin cities. And they don't even like ask. It's not a, it's not a, I don't even think they ask if you like want it or not. It's just at the end, they just bring out apple schnapps. They go, oh, nice. here's some apple schnapps. Yeah. That's and, part and of you have to, yeah. And yeah, you have to drink it. They also bring you snuff apple brandy on it. Yeah. Oh really? Oh man, I haven't had snuff in a long time. They have a board, the board, the board with the clothespin. So then, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they release the clothespin yep. and shoots it. Yep. Like I, I usually do that just because I have to. But <laughs> uh, week week one Survivor play, we were just talking about. We got to get into the NFL here soonish. Yeah, for sure. But man, I have not looked. I'm still on baseball Survivor. I don't even know who I have this. Oh, week. good job for you, still being alive in baseball Survivor. Um, so oh, you know what? Also, fire. now I feel like uh, now I feel angry that my grand salami over cashed. Uh, both after, games clearly on track to go after over. the uh, yeah, it got a little out of hand there in Seattle for a few. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really thought hard about what week one survivor is, but uh, uh, I don't mind attacking any of the garbage teams that are going to lose a lot of games this year. I'll uh, yeah, just go against Drew Luck. Who are the uh, who are the Seahawks? Oh my god, that might be against Drew Luck. <laughs> that seems like a fair play. Um, you could probably do that a lot this year and be just fine. Uh, Seahawks have the Denver Broncos week one against, uh, so they go against Russell Wilson right out of the gate there in Seattle. Uh, kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> there's probably a better one than that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. well, well uh, maybe we'll do that when we do the schedule. Like, let's come with some. Oh yeah, these sure. Are, these are like slam dunk. This is the only spot to use this team. Great call. Like, this is like let's let, definitely let, do let, that. Let's prep a few of those just to have and like talk about that. Because do I'm you want to do the um, production meeting on air here? Do you want to do two NFL teams per preview again this year? Is that what I don't? I don't know. Like, or should we I break felt... it up into one? Oh my god, we'd have to start two weeks ago. Well, what we would do is record them and then run them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. A right? podcast today. Well, we record them both I on know, Monday, I know, I know. but then chop it and then load the second one on Tuesday. What do you think? Is that yeah. crazy? 
no, it's not like having having its having its own podcast. It might force us to be balanced also, so that we can't do an hour and a half on one team and then twenty minutes on the other or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Schedule schedule pod will probably lead off NFL. NFL traditionally starts after the Fourth of July. We wait till and after, then, as just tradition, after the hot dog tr- eating contest. After the yeah. hot dogs. So then we usually do the schedule pod. We'll do the catching up on the NFL, talking about all the free agency, coaching, rookie stuff that you miss. Um, that's pretty cool. Well, no, Dan, I think we do a Monday and Wednesday. We just release the audio podcast for, is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, so we, basically. We do, we do the same two them together shows. and then bang, bang. Yeah. And then split it up into two audio tracks. Oh, that yeah. would be some editing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. boy. Well. Oh, boy. Well, I, I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I, I think I think it was a good a good cadence. And then also we'll have to pre-record a couple because I think I'm going out of town at some vacations point. Vacations and whatnot. Yeah. Not traveling far this year. Just going to go up northern Minnesota. We'll be right? sure to pick a division that then has. We'll, we'll, you know what? Let's do the AFC North and pre-record it. And then we'll find out midway that you know midway through the preseason that deshaun watson's like suspended for the entire season or something i would like to walk back anything i said about him <laughs> maybe having a tiny chance at not being suspended jesus that seems to be getting Christ. worse pretty this is like and i don't want to make i i don't want to make this <clears throat> comparison at all but it reminds me of like the Oh my god! I'm I, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say it. Pull the bandit off. It reminds me of the days following the school shooting in Texas. It's like every day the news would pop up, and it's like this was horrible. One of the most horrible things I'd heard about in years. And like the next day, oh the the news got worse. Like the you know like this is happening, and the cops and this, and we're finding out more. Like how did this situation that was arguably some of the worst news I've read all year get worse? And it, it's it's the same kind of thing where it's like, all right, this Deshaun Watson news is real scummy, and then like twin, uh, you know, accuser number twenty four comes out today, and it's like, oh my god, what what are we doing? Like, this is how was the due diligence for Cleveland if they were just like, ah, I don't think he did it. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, do, do you think? And this is this is again, you know, I say I'm able to separate betting from like what's happening and maybe there's sure. some you know shitty people bad actors in the world but like that's the thing about running a really 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 big business like the nfl or uh, you know the browns i suppose just an nfl team like that's a tough conversation to have where you have to say like we think this guy probably did it but we think it's eight games max like do you think that conversation happened where they're like hey, he's probably guilty but the lawyers are working on it. We'll probably have some plea deals. Uh, are you, know? you joking? It one million. Like, like happened. for sure that. Yeah, oh, that, that's million, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, for sure. they, they said like, hey, this guy is probably in a sexual assaulter, but this is a really big business, and he's a really good quarterback. Like, that's I would feel like I'd feel just shitty after that meeting, right? Like, wouldn't you feel just like a horrible person for a few days? Oh yeah, absolutely. maybe weeks. And e- either way. And Dan, to Dan's point, yeah, they signed Jacoby Brissett. It'll be interesting to see where Baker winds up. Somebody will, somebody will play with him, but yeah, yeah that 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 relationship is severed. Yeah, no, no, which that, is also there's, a there's no chance. Show. Um, yeah, 
that thing is deteriorating fast. It's pretty awful. I gotta tell you. And yeah, uh, no, it really, it's just, it's tough to see how uh, this has a happy ending for anyone. Really. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you were going to do that. So here's my thing. If I'm the Browns brass and Ooh, I the half brought this up. Are you, Oh man, you have other young players. I don't want to waste a year of this. But man, with even with the easy schedule and Brissett and trying to bring in a new quarterback into the new system, like I don't know if you punt on the year. But you know, it would look good if you go to Goodell and be like, we're sick to our stomach, Roger. Like, this is horrid. I think you should spend them for the whole year. 16, 17 game, be done with it. I you know what? We're, we're we're on the same side. I don't know. I don't know if it makes a difference. They're just going to do what they're going to do. I don't have a very nuanced opinion on it, uh, what the NFL will do at all. I don't have any inside information. My guess is that the way that they structured the contract so that it doesn't really hurt him financially to be suspended for an entire year is probably annoys the NFL, and they yeah, want that, to do something that ultimately that hurts him financially. Um, yeah, are they allowed to fine him just for stuff off the field? I don't think so. I don't know, man. But do you hear the settlement they offered in the NDA stuff that he yeah, was trying to get go six figures low. for six figures for every accuser? That would total those like two. I know it's a million. lot of money, but it's still kind of low for. Yeah, surely, but it's still, I mean, it's like the, the amount of times that I mean that statement wasn't that long, and it used the word ejaculate several times. Yeah, yeah. that's. That's not yeah. what you want to see. Rusty Harden seems like he's having a senior moment out there covering this and some of the Rusty, stuff he's saying. Rusty Harden has said some shit. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> not great, honestly. Um yeah, and I I did miss my I did miss my opportunity when you did the the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was forget I had the buttons. That's good. No, that's good. Um yeah, it's going to be pretty easy to cheer against the Browns this year, I will say. Um, all right, man. Let's wrap it up here. The top, they lost the top. Go game. Celtics, please win game three. Uh, and, uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy grass season. Oh, real quick, too, before we go. Uh, Vegas week one. Oh, yeah, you want to do it? Shall we? Yes, definitely. Okay. For sure. I like that a lot of people come out for that anyway. I think Dogma can be convinced. I already talked to him for a sure. little bit about it. He would um, do it. Some people live there, you know, just uh, CP and Duel. And I think I think people could be talked into coming this out, coming out uh, to Vegas for the first week. So no, for sure, it must be raining everywhere. Baseball's a mess. I might not have any bets at the end of the day here. What else got canceled? Well, just well, your your game. The, I didn't bet the Reds game. That's interrupted. Case. KC is delayed right now Jesus. in Toronto. Isn't that a dome? Oh, it's in KC. I'm looking at flash score. They have them upside down. Yeah, always. Fucking Every time. Score. Every goddamn time. All right. Hey, we'll catch you guys Wednesday for a very exciting show. Crazy guest. I don't know how we got this guy. Yeah. And of course, as Patrick mentioned, let's go Avs. Win the West. Take care of business. Oh, that would be. Yeah, that could be the bet I actually win tonight. Yeah, let's go Fs. Let's go Fs. Yeah, so who should we uh, get for Wednesday? <laughs>
Yeah, I, I did not have a guest. I just wanted to see, see what you said.